Today in Science from Wired. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Vaping doesn't keep young people from smoking cigarettes later. It won't prevent teens from later becoming smokers. But some health experts say that focusing on the risk of addicting new smokers cuts off a chance to help adults quit. By Sarah Harrison. In the 1970s, a company called Swedish Match started advertising snus to Swedish men. Snus is that tobacco that comes in pouches, and users tuck it into their cheeks or their lips, and it slowly releases nicotine. But it wasn't a new product. It had been around since the 17th century. But then eventually, snus became old hat and out of fashion, and it was being replaced by combustible cigarettes. Now, like a lot of other countries at the time, Sweden had a smoking problem. 40% of men smoked. But as sales of snus picked up, smoking rates just plummeted. By the year 2000, Sweden was the only industrialized nation to achieve the World Health Organization's goal of reducing adult smoking to less than 20%. That made snus a prime example of a theory called harm reduction. And what harm reduction says is that rather than promoting public health policies that completely eliminate tobacco, addicted users should have access to products that give them the nicotine they crave, but that drastically reduce the health risks posed by cigarettes. Snus delivers a kick of nicotine, but releases the chemicals without the dangers of combustion and tar, some of the major contributors to lung cancer. Hmm, sound familiar? When e-cigarettes, aka vapes, appeared in the mid-2000s, some researchers in the tobacco control community thought young smokers in the U.S. might make a similar choice, causing overall smoking rates to decline. So e-cigarettes work by creating an aerosol by heating up a fluid that contains nicotine. And that aerosol can be inhaled and exhaled just like the smoke from a regular cigarette, but it doesn't contain the tar and many of the toxic chemicals that tobacco smoke does. Now, research suggests that these devices have their own dangers, including reducing the lung's ability to fight infections, which is a big cause for concern during the COVID-19 pandemic. But even with their risks, e-cigarette supporters believe these products could present a safer alternative to combustible cigarettes, just as Snus did for the Swedes back in the 1970s and 80s. John Pierce is a professor at UC San Diego who researches cancer and tobacco, and he says people were hoping that would happen here. But in a paper published in Pediatrics this month, Pierce and his colleagues show that isn't what's happening after all. 
Instead, young people who experiment with e-cigarettes are three times more likely than others who have never tried vaping to become daily cigarette smokers a few years later. And the more tobacco products young people experiment with, the greater that likelihood becomes. Pierce says we haven't had this harm reduction thing. John Pierce's team started looking at data from the U.S. Population Assessment of Tobacco and Health, or PATH study. And what the PATH study is, is it's a survey of about 50,000 Americans, and it's done every year by the National Institutes of Health and the Food and Drug Administration. And they looked specifically at people ages 12 to 24 and tracked their responses over the four years between 2013 and 2017. And they were following their use of tobacco products and their progression from occasional experimenters to daily users. And they found that just over 60% of respondents in this age group tried a tobacco product at some point, and that 30% experimented with multiple products like e-cigarettes and hookahs and cigarillos. Of all the young people in the study, those who experimented with many different products were 15 percentage points more likely to become daily cigarette smokers than those who had only tried one kind of tobacco product. And teenagers who experimented with e-cigarettes before age 18 were more likely to become daily smokers than those who tried vaping later in life. So in other words, the theory that this new product would dissuade young people from using cigarettes, that didn't hold up. Pierce said that once people are addicted to cigarettes, it's incredibly hard for them to quit. So, in order to make a dent in the smoking rates in the U.S., the change has to come from young people who start on e-cigarettes and never switch over to their combustible counterparts. But John's study results show that the problem is that they are indeed switching. John says not smoking cigarettes is going to be harm reduction. But that's not happening so far. Still, even though the study concludes that vaping doesn't stop young people from later turning to cigarettes, it's hard to know whether e-cigarettes alone are leading more of them to smoke. And that's what a lot of health experts and parents were worried these users would do in 2018 and 2019 when the rates of vaping just skyrocketed among middle and high school students. If you've only tried one product, your chance of becoming a daily smoker is minimal, John Pierce says. And he acknowledges that because most of the young people in his study who became daily cigarette users were also experimenting with several nicotine products, it's really hard to say whether or not they would have started using cigarettes regardless of whether they'd tried vaping. Ken Warner says that may be the population that was likely to start smoking anyway. Ken is an emeritus dean of the University of Michigan School of Public Health, and he wasn't involved in the study. But he does say, the bottom line here is we just don't know that there's any real association between vaping alone and trying cigarettes in the future. In the meantime, Ken and others who study tobacco use say there's a growing body of evidence that suggests that vaping might help adults quit. One randomized clinical trial from researchers in the United Kingdom published in 2019 in the New England Journal of Medicine, it found that e-cigarettes were more effective than nicotine replacement therapies like patches or gums and lozenges. Another 2019 study published in The Lancet from researchers across the world in New Zealand found that combining e-cigarettes with other products like patches could lead to a modest improvement in quitting outcomes. And then there's the Cochrane Review, which is an independent group of doctors and academics who analyze medical research. And in October, they performed a meta-analysis that reviewed 50 studies and found that nicotine e-cigarettes probably do help people to stop smoking for at least six months and that they're better than nicotine replacement therapies. 
Nancy Rigotti says, We don't have a lot of evidence, but the evidence we have is getting better. Nancy's the director of the Tobacco Research and Treatment Center at Massachusetts General Hospital, and she co-authored the Cochrane Review Assessment. She thinks more evidence will emerge, but in the meantime, she worries that concerns about e-cigarettes' effects on kids have overshadowed their potential benefits for adults who already smoke. It's too bad because I take care of smokers that aren't able to quit any other way, and I'm tired of watching people die of cigarette-related disease, she says. If I can reduce that by getting them on e-cigarettes, I think I'm helping them. I wish we had better data to prove that. Some researchers say that without good data, the vape debate has become extremely contentious. While some researchers see them as a useful way to reduce harm to existing smokers and even help them quit, others argue that vaping is simply too dangerous and will lead to an entirely new generation of kids to start smoking. Ken Warner says this is the most fraught, controversial issue in my 45 years in tobacco control. It has torn the field asunder. And Rigotti points out that many are rightfully wary of tobacco companies making claims of safer products. She says everyone in tobacco control has so much PTSD because the tobacco industry has historically been so evil. For example, she brought up sham products like low-tar cigarettes that were advertised as less harmful but were in fact just as dangerous as their predecessors. And she also criticizes vape companies that have aggressively targeted their advertisements to kids. She says there's no excuse for that. And then there's John Pierce's study that shows that vaping currently isn't acting as a stopgap to prevent young people from moving on to cigarettes. So for harm reduction proponents, the next question is whether e-cigarettes net benefit to society, like exposing fewer adults to harmful chemicals and helping them give up regular cigarettes, if those benefits outweigh the risk that kids who try them won't be deterred from smoking. Pierce says that he's still not sure we have enough data to come to a conclusion. New types of e-cigarettes come out faster than researchers can study them, so it's possible that recent models that deliver nicotine more efficiently and may be more satisfying to smoke than earlier brands may be better at helping people quit. John says, I'm on the fence. Overall, he worries that the conversation has become dominated by dogma rather than data. We've got to do proper science on this and follow the data, not our biases, he says. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.